Welcome to episode 25 of the Say Yes to Holiness podcast. This is Christina Simmons, your host, and I'm super excited because right now I'm in the midst of Summit Week, and the Say Yes to Holiness Transformation Online Summit um, has just been chock full of amazing conversations uh, that my hope for the summit had been all along to be able to be a place where we could have conversations that would help us challenge our assumptions um, about who we are, what we're about, where we're supposed to be, um, you know, striving to become more like Jesus in our lives and to uh, be transformed by him uh, so that we can find uh, a better path to pivot towards our best selves as the uh, summit theme was, and once we uh, challenge those assumptions, to then reaffirm or realign to our core principles, um, our priorities in life, uh, the language first things first, and then uh, to dream big. And uh, we are definitely doing that. Uh, it's been a phenomenal week. If you haven't had an opportunity to participate uh, in this free event, uh, you still can jump in. Uh, and uh, get a premium pass and be able to go and listen to all of the uh, 28 different uh, talks that were given, uh, the discussion panels uh, that had all the different speakers, had a couple of special guests jump in and join us. And then also um, after the summit, I'm gonna be continuing with each of the speakers doing one-on-one interviews, going deeper into what they shared, but then also about how it is that they're trying to transform the world around them by transforming themselves. And uh, so uh, in all the premium pass uh, holders, they get priority access to all of that. Uh, Eventually, they'll become podcasts, uh, but uh, initially, they're going to be released only to the premium pass holders. So uh, go ahead and jump on that. Uh, You can go to um, my uh, website, say yes to holiness.com. There's a link uh, to sign up uh, for the summit there. Uh, but then also uh, you can go to uh, directly to purchase a premium pass at summit. So it's HTTPS and it's summit.sayyestoholiness.com forward slash premium dash pass and uh, that'll get you access to it so uh, without further ado jumping in for your weekly food for the head heart hands and feet and look forward to seeing you on the other side enjoy our food for the head comes from carlo brassard from his book the gift of our blessed mother and he tells us All the truths of the Catholic faith are Christ-centered. When we talk about Mary, we're talking about Jesus, because Mary points us to Jesus. When we say that Mary is the mother of God, it helps us understand that Jesus is God. I think that this is so very important for us to uh, sometimes get over whatever uncomfortable we might have with Mary. 
uh, be it uh, because we might not have had a great relationship with our own moms, um, or we think that by honoring Mary, uh, you know, uh, that we're, you know, taking away from Jesus. And uh, I love St. Maximilian Kobe. He always talked about the fact of don't ever worry about honoring Mary too much. You can't honor her more than Jesus did. And uh, that just gives us that perspective, but especially because Mary was given to us by Jesus. Jesus gave us Mary as our spiritual mother at the cross. And this is what he invites us to do when he is being crucified and he entrusts Mary's care to the Apostle John, to the beloved disciple. And he says, behold your mother. And then he instructs his mother. He instructs Mary. He says, behold your son. And what happened at that moment was the fact that she became our mother, too. She became the mother of the church not just the Catholic Church, but the church as a universal church. All of us as brothers and sisters, anyone who's been baptized in Christ, we're part of the church. And Mary is the mother of that entire church. And because Jesus gave us a mother, we have better access to him. That is what he wanted. He wanted us to have the best mother of all time, which was Mary. Who could deny that Jesus' mom is the best mom of all time? I'm a mom, and I'll be the first one to say, no, I definitely don't even come close. So we're, we're fooling ourselves. If we, if uh, ladies out there, if you think that you're a better mom than Mary, you know, you know, stop, stop it back up and take a look. But anyway, I digress. The fact is, though, is that Jesus gave us his mother. And during the month of May, the church invites us to ponder Mary's role as mother of the church. She's the mother of each of us, as I said, and she's the greatest gift that Jesus gave us. Mary is always pointing us to Jesus. So whenever we do turn to Mary, she's going to help us come to understand more about Jesus. And this helps us then understand more about God. And that's how God works. That's how God helps us deepen our faith and understand the mysteries of the faith. And in this particular instance, so we can understand more fully the Trinity, because as we come to know the mother of God, Mary as the mother of God, we then come to understand intuitively, but it's also taught within the church, the fact that Mary is the spouse of the Holy Spirit. And that is how Jesus is the son of God. So as we ponder the mystery of Mary as the mother of God, then we come to a greater understanding of who Jesus is, that he is not just Mary's son, but he's the son of God. And that helps us continue to grow in our love, not just for Mary, but especially for Jesus. Our food for the heart comes from St. Isidore of Seville. And we just celebrated in the liturgical year, we just celebrated St. Isidore's uh, memorial. But St. Isidore tells us, prayer purifies us. Reading instructs us. Both are good when both are possible. Otherwise, prayer is better than reading. 
this is important for us to bear in mind because many times when we come to our prayer time, I know that I struggle with this periodically, is that we'll sit down to read the scripture and we're not praying with the living word that's present in scripture there on the page before us. There's no other book in the world that when you open it up, the author knows that you're reading. I mean, for example, when, you know, my book is published next month and people buy a copy, I'm not going to know when somebody sits down to read it. God does. When you open the Bible, when you open sacred scripture, God is present. The living word is present. And so often we read it rather than praying with the word. Rather than entering into, as St. Teresa of Avila tells us, conversation with God. And this is what prayer is. Prayer is about us having a conversation with the Word. It's about us sitting. And why do we open Scripture? Yes, reading and learning and knowing historical context and, you know, what's going on and what was the message, you know, that was trying to be, you know, communicated to us. Those are all important. But when we sit down to pray, we should pray. And the reason we open the word, the reason we open sacred scripture when we pray is so that that way the word is present. And we can communicate with the word in that particular instance. So if we're reading the Gospels, for example, and we open up uh, and read a gospel story, for example, Jesus says, I am the vine and you are the branches. And we continue to read that. And then we're struck, perhaps, by the fact that without me, you will bear no fruit. And that's the opportunity that we have to be able to pause and to say, Lord, you're speaking this to me. What is it that you're trying to communicate? And that's when we enter into conversation. So often, um, I heard a great phrase this week during the summit of where somebody said uh, that someone had been sharing with them about the fact that they had never thought about the fact that they should pause and be silent to allow God to speak to them because all along they've been gabbing, you know, they've been talking at God. And we all know in order to have a conversation, it has to be two way. Otherwise, we're just transmitting information. And that's why I strive, like with my podcast, to have a conversation versus my just speaking at you. Um, and, you know, that's why I invite you to send, you know, send in questions. Uh, you know, uh, there's a, a link that you can, you know, submit a question, that you can make a comment, um, you know, and, and I invite you to do that. But the fact is, is that. We need to always remember that when we are praying, that we need to not just be reading. Because reading will illuminate our mind, but it's only our conversation with our Lord where then our hearts can be purified and transformed. So we need to make sure that we're spending time in prayer rather than just simply reading.
our food for the hands comes from Pope Emeritus Benedict XVI. In his book, Teaching and Learning the Love of God, he tells us, being a Christian cannot be a little Sunday world in addition to our workaday world, something we build as an addition in some devotional corner of our life. Rather, it is a new foundation. It is transformation that changes us. Right now, in the midst of the pandemic, of what's going on with shelter-in-place orders, uh, some of us are living in states where they're slowly opening. Others have opened up again uh, with guidelines, of course, with social distancing and different requirements. But the fact is, is that when all of us were at home and were unable to go to church, what we, some of us discovered was that uh, being a Christian was really just a Sunday thing. It wasn't really a part of our entire foundation. It really wasn't in a first priority of our life, which allowed the transformation that can happen when being a Christian is a part of every aspect, every corner of our lives. I talk to people about putting first things first, and this is one of the great challenges that we have. And the great pause of 2020, um, that I, I call it, uh, you know, that the coronavirus pandemic caused, is really one where we had the opportunity, and we still do, to be able to realign, readjust our priorities. Um, a quote that I've been you know, sharing throughout the summit has been uh, one that uh, Ross McCammon, um, in an article I read uh, on, uh, online, uh, he wrote, quarantine has shown us what we are, but it's also shown us what we are not. And it's the are not that we need to embrace and say, no, Christ is not my foundation. Um, you know, I've been keeping my faith separate from other aspects of my life. I've been hiding it in a corner. Um, when we're now responsible for the education and the faith education in, in, as well of our children, it suddenly becomes very apparent that we're just like, uh, I don't know what to say. But yet the church has always taught that the parents are the first educators. And it's within the family that we're supposed to come to know what it is to be a disciple, to be a disciple, not pretend to be a disciple, not to go through the motions, but what it is to be a disciple. And that's where I speak to people, not just about prioritization of having God first, putting first things first, and then those priorities that we say are important in our life. So God, family, friendship. Having those things as the drivers rather than our workday, for example. And yes, we have to provide for our families. Yes, we have to, you know, we have outside obligations that we have to attend to. But the fact is, is that have we entered into activities and different things that we go about doing, which are putting those things that we say are first are we doing things that are not in alignment with those priorities? 
And that's what we have the opportunity to reflect upon. Um, you know, so for us to review and to think about what is it that's the foundation of our lives and here in the state of Alabama? Is it Alabama football? <laughs> I mean, for many people, they might not realize it, but they readjust their entire life around going to a football game. And a football game is good. There's nothing wrong with it, but not when it becomes the focus. Same thing with kids sports, for example. When travel team schedules are dictating whether or not a family can sit down and have a meal to be able to be in communion with one another, there's something wrong. And the great pause of 2020 has given us the opportunity to be able to really see what is it that is our priority? What is it that's driving our life? And here is the opportunity that we're being given to readjust, to realign. So that's challenging our assumptions and that's realigning ourselves with those core principles. And then we start to dream big about what can life truly be? And I always tell people, God desires a life for you that is full of purpose and peace and abundance. And we have to become the person he created us to be. So that way we're able to embrace that life he desires for us. Food for the Feet comes from Father Jacques Philippe and his book, In the School of the Holy Spirit. And he writes, the experience of the church and the saints demonstrates a general law. What comes from the Spirit of God brings with it joy, peace, tranquility of spirit, gentleness, simplicity, and light. On the other hand, what comes from the spirit of evil brings sadness, trouble, agitation, worry, confusion, and darkness. These marks of the good and the evil spirit are unmistakable signs in themselves. This is so important for us to be attentive to right now as we're living in this very fluid and ever-changing world in the wake of all the COVID-19 restrictions, be it stay-at-home orders or the opening of uh, the economy again. The fact is, is that there is tons of fear. There's anxiety, there's agitations, there's confusion. It's increasing because everyone is in disagreement about what it is that we're supposed to be about. Um, one of the panel speakers uh, this, uh, this week was Father Chris Alar, and he shared about the fact that, you know, uh, Satan is, is at work. And he has three primary tools that he uses. And he uses confusion, he uses fear, and then he uses our pride to bring about division and discouragement and disunity. And those are the things that we need to be attentive to right now. We need to strive to bear witness to the Holy Spirit in our lives. We have to be it's still the Easter season. We're now in this time leading up to Pentecost, but even after Pentecost, we still celebrate the great feasts of the Trinity and of the Feast of the Sacred Heart and the Immaculate Heart and the uh, and Corpus Christi. 
the feast of the body and blood of Christ. And it is so important for us to be bearers of joy and peace and tranquility of the spirit, even in the midst of all this uncertainty. And the best way to do that is to seek those opportunities where we can be filled with the Holy Spirit. The easiest way is in daily prayer to come, as I was talking about before, open up the word, make sure that you are in the presence of the word and spend that time. Be filled with his grace. Go and receive the sacraments if you can. If they're available to you, then go receive them. Go to confession. Go and receive Holy Communion, Holy Eucharist if Mass is being celebrated. Go and celebrate. Take the necessary precautions. Be prudent, you know, depending upon your individual situation. But go and receive the sacraments as you can. If you can't go to Mass for some reason, call and ask if Father can come and bring Jesus to you. So there's opportunities, but look to be filled with his grace. Look to be filled with all of what it is that God desires to give you. And it's, it's difficult for us to say no to all of the agitation, to you know resist that sadness and that worry. And, you know, but that's the evil spirit of work. Recognize it, name it, and then you can tame it. How? by filling yourself with the grace of God, by allowing yourself to be filled with his wisdom and to grow in your trust of him. This is how we will bear witness to the spirit in our lives. This is how we will be those bearers of joy and peace and tranquility of spirit, even in the midst of all this uncertainty. might be some resolutions for us to take from our conversation today. What are some concrete, small, doable things that I can do in order to live out this wisdom that the saints and others have shared with us? And one of the first things is, is uh, pray the rosary. Uh, pray the rosary each day if you can. A uh, great rosary it can be found at Daily Rosary. Uh, dot uh, org. Uh, they'll send you uh, the daily rosary out. In fact, at the end of each summit uh, night, uh, summit day, I've been uh, playing virtually, uh, you know, the daily rosary uh, from the Holy Family School of Faith, which is, uh, which does the daily rosary uh, dot org uh, podcast. And they'll email it to you every morning. And then you just press play and listen to it. But especially in this month of May, and to be able to ponder who Mary is, to allow her to be the mother that she desires to be in our life, uh, pray, pray the rosary. So uh, another resolution, I was talking about making sure that you're praying rather than just reading. Uh, take a look and assess uh, at your life uh, and say, am I praying as much as I'm reading? Um, I love to read. And sometimes I fall into this. I'd rather be doing spiritual reading. I'd rather be reading a great book uh, by a spiritual master or someone else has written a great book uh, versus spending time with the word. So make sure that you're spending as much time in prayer, in conversation, uh, meditating on the word, having a conversation with God as you are in doing spiritual reading. And finally, 
what's one small way that we can uh, be, you know, doing something small, concrete, and doable is encounter other people with kindness and mercy. Think the best of them, even if they are adamant that you are an idiot because you're doing X, Y, or Z in the midst of the economy opening up or, you know, oh, we're, you know, um, we're, we're not opening up the economy fast enough and, you know, our rights are being denied us and let's encounter one another with grace and mercy and kindness. Let's do that. Let's be merciful and kind to one another. That's a small, concrete, doable thing that we can do, particularly because this pandemic is far from over, but we are people of the resurrection. So let's go out and let's be witnesses of the good news to everyone we encounter. And let's do this, every, whatever it takes, in order to tell the master of death, not today. So once again, I hope that you have enjoyed this time of inspiration and encouragement, uh, this time of sharing with you food for the head, heart, hands, and feet. And I invite you again to uh, go ahead and uh, get that premium pass, participate in the online summit, um, and you know, make use of all of those talks, all of those discussion panels in order to start challenging those assumptions uh, and being able to realign yourself to what are your true core priorities so that that way you can start to dream big. And I can tell you right now, God gave us the biggest dream of all, and he guaranteed that if we're obedient to what it is that he asks of us, we can accomplish it and achieve it. And that is that call to holiness. It's to be a saint. And my ministry has always been about we can be saints. We can be living, breathing, wonder-working saints. If we are humble, come before God, spend time in daily prayer and meditation, frequent the graces in his sacraments, grow daily in virtue, strive to do that, and then abandoning ourselves to his will each and every day. When we're doing those things, we become transformed. And he, the one who is truth and love and beauty, he will be able to transform us if we but say yes. So I invite you to say yes. Go get that premium pass at www.sayyestoholiness.com. And I look forward to future conversations with you. Um, and make sure that you are, as I always say, doing whatever it takes to be able to tell the master of death, not today. So that way we can come before our Lord and we're able to share with others the reason for our hope and demonstrate our love so that we do become the change that we wish to see in the world. And we will help God transform this world and then all the way into eternity. God bless. Thanks again for spending time with me today. If you have any suggestions or questions for upcoming podcasts, please send them to me at my Facebook page at Say Yes to Holiness, on Instagram at Christina Simmons, or at my website www.sayyestoholiness.com. I look forward to hearing from you. In the interim, 
please know of my continued prayers for you and your loved ones, that we may each continue to strive to do whatever it takes in order to grow in holiness, so we may be able to tell the master of death, not today. Take care, and I look forward to talking with you again soon. Thank you.